0: Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast,
1: a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon.
0: I'm Himra Chano, pastor of community engagement and stewardship.
1: And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts.
0: Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome.
1: We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities,
0: ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations
1: because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave., our leadership model is non-hierarchical.
0: And we practice an open pulpit
1: where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices
0: from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice. it.
1: Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID 19, has suspended in person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook at Park Ave Baptist or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times.
2: We'll have a reading uh, from Marquise, Luke 1, 26 uh, through 37. Good morning. Uh, when Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He'll be great and he'll be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, how will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with this man? The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come over you and the mo- the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He'll be called God's son. Look, even in her old age, your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. This woman who was labeled unable to conceive is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible for God. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it, be, let it be with me, just as you have said. Then the angel left her. The word of God for the people of God.
3: Um, I am gonna ask y'all uh, to do me a little bit of favor for something that's gonna go on later in our service today. If you have something near you, um, a piece of paper, a pen, or if you wanna get a little fancy with it, grab some colored pencils, markers, crayons, whatever you have nearby, no pressure to make it anything elaborate. But um, if you have something nearby, we're gonna use that a little bit later in our time of worship. So I uh, can't help but feel a little bit dorkily excited right now. Because as uh, Pastor Darcy and I often reframe it as expressing our spiritual gift of eagerness, uh, because I love talking about Mary. I didn't discover my love of her until seminary when I began to understand her as the active participant in the Gospels that she is. Now, as a good Southern Baptist girl growing up, we didn't talk about her too much. She was certainly present in all of our Christmas plays, but never emphasized because we couldn't be seen as Catholic. Now I feel as if I still have so much to learn from our Catholic siblings about her and her legacy. And I feel like I kind of missed out early on. Marquise reminded us in our scripture passage today from Luke chapter one of the moment when her life dramatically shifted. I can't help but wonder What was Mary doing when the angel appeared to her and told her to rejoice and that she was highly favored? If I place myself in her shoes for a moment and think about what I would have been doing as a teenage girl, I imagine Mary sitting in her room, drenched in some horrendous bath and body work scent um, and angstily listening to the Rent soundtrack. But that might've just been me. I don't know. <laughs> Nevertheless, an angel interrupts whatever she was doing to proclaim, rejoice, favored one. The Lord is with you. The scripture tells us she was confused by these words and wondered what kind of a greeting this must be. Was she supposed to be scared? Excited? Suspicious? Suspicious? Before she can think clearly, the angel reassures her telling her that she will give birth to a holy child, the son of God. And then, oh yeah, by the way, Elizabeth is pregnant, six months pregnant. Her relative, who was never supposed to have a child, is going to have a baby? This message of amazing things to come and abundance comes pouring from this messenger as they conclude their declaration with nothing is impossible with God. And all I can imagine is Mary with her jaw on the floor. When she finally regains her ability to speak, she says, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me just as you have said. Then the angel left her and Mary was alone. This moment in scripture feels so quiet to me. After a flurry of action and declarations of incredible things to come, all that remains is this young girl. I'm sure she was filled with questions Concerns, fears, and reservations, thoughts of how am I going to explain this? And what are people going to say? But she is also left with a choice. She has told the angel that she was the Lord's servant. The word, word used for servant here in the Greek is e doule. It's the same word that is used later to describe the apostles, Duloi Christu, those whose service is used by Christ in extending and advancing his cause among humankind. How beautiful to understand Mary as the first one to walk with Jesus before any of the other apostles, the first one to know and declare his story the first disciple. In the silence following her statement of, let it be with me just as you have said, she is left with her choice. What next? What do you do when you've been given this promise, this declaration for future things to come, and then the messenger up and leaves? She's now a girl with a secret, but not for long. On this Advent Sunday, we light the candle of love as we close out this liturgical season of hopeful anticipation. We have waited in peace, declaring the way of the Lord. We have rediscovered joy in a time when joy is so difficult to find. We've carried it for one another as Elizabeth did for Mary. And here we are ready to honor the gift That is love. So often we've seen Mary as a vessel, as someone necessary to the story, but not necessarily important in her own right. Kevin altered the words to the song they just offered, Be Born in Me, reminding us that Mary was not just a vacancy, not a passive character to be acted upon, She was an active participant in the ushering in of Emmanuel, God with us. All she had was her honesty. She was honest in her declaration of, I may not know what is next, but I am here. Her repeated enthusiastic consent in this narrative reminds me of the choices that we make daily to respond to spirit, to a holy calling to love with our whole selves. We are asked to respond to God's call to not be clanging gongs, proclaiming our self-interest and speaking empty empty words, but to do all things with great love. When we choose love, we say yes as Mary did. When we affirm God's desire for the world, a just world where all things human and created are honored as the images of the creator, monumental things can happen. The world is transformed through the love of God shown through our actions. When we say yes to love, we break down the walls that the world has told us to build around our hearts. We seek to be vulnerable, to allow God to break our hearts for the pain of others so that we might answer the call to love our neighbors with our whole selves, understanding that our lives are inextricably bound up within one another. You see, the gospel writer of the book of Luke demonstrates this powerful message of liberation throughout the story of Jesus's life and ministry and those affected by it. We are called to take these proclamations seriously and live them out. Every day. With the power of real redemptive love, we can declare bold statements of justice, as Mary did, saying, He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. And we can be a part of continuing that story. Church, when we say yes to love, we prepare the way of the Lord. Now, if you'll indulge me a little bit, I would like to enter into a time of reflection and sink into two pieces of poetry that I have found so meaningful during this season of Advent. I'm going to ask each of us to reflect on the words of Maya Angelou's Touched by an Angel, which unfortunately has nothing to do with the TV show. As I read this poem, I'm gonna ask you to respond in a tangible way. So that pen or pencil, crayons, colored pencils, whatever you have, take that in your paper. And as I read, I'm going to ask you to just freely doodle. I'm going to ask you to write words, draw pictures, whatever comes to mind. Don't take it too seriously. Just write, draw, doodle, respond. I'm going to read the poem. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And then we'll move on to our second piece. We, unaccustomed to courage, exiles from delight, live coiled in shells of loneliness until love leaves its high holy temple and comes into our sight to liberate us into life. Love arrives and in its train come ecstasies, old memories of pleasure, ancient histories of pain. Yet, if we are bold, love strikes away the chains of fear from our souls. We are weaned from our timidity in the flush of love's light. We dare to be brave. And suddenly we see that love costs all that we are and will ever be. Yet it is only love that sets us free. What does bold love look like? What fears are binding you and holding you back from chain breaking love? Yet if we are bold, love strikes away the chains of fear from our souls. Our second poem is Prepare by Jan L. Richardson. Prepare, a blessing for Advent. Strange how one word will so hollow you out. But this word has been in the wilderness for months, years. This word is what remained when everything else was worn away by sand and stone. It is what withstood the glaring of sun by day, the weeping of loneliness of the moon at night. Now it comes to you, racing out of the wild, eyes blazing and waving its arms, its voice ragged with desert, but piercing and loud as it speaks itself again and again. Prepare, prepare. It may feel like the word is leveling you, emptying you, as it asks you to give up what you have known. It is impolite and hardly tame but when it falls upon your lips, you will wonder at the sweetness like honey that finds its way into the hunger you had not known was there. What have you been asked to give up during this year of uncertainty? And what remains? What do you
1: hunger for?
3: I wonder what Mary was hungering for. I'm sure with so much uncertainty ahead of her, she was hungry for answers, maybe even reassurance that she was capable of a task set before her, or that everything was going to be okay. But I think her song later on in Luke gives us the most concrete answer to this question. As a young Jewish girl living under the brutal burden of empire, Mary was hungry for justice. May we hunger for the same justice, where the hungry are filled and the lowly are lifted up, where those who exploit the image of God with their hunger for power are brought low to see that we are all equal in the eyes of divine love. Let our hunger for mercy, let us hunger for righteousness. Let us hunger for real boundary cross and wall tear and hands reach and soul connecting love. Let the image of God that resides in you Stir with hopeful anticipation of the kingdom of God here and not yet, present and yet to come. Let love be born in you. May this be so for you and for me. Amen.
1: Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. ish.
0: We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta. Across the street from Grant Park at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street.
1: To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavbaptist.com.
0: Now go into a world that is too often unjust,
1: knowing that the God that created you loves you
0: and empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and
1: serve creatively.